life update. Da 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 da. Uh, had book club this last week. It was a blast. We had books giving, so that was fun. I brought mac and cheese with hotel. We had lots of desserts. Um, somebody brought, God bless them. Somebody brought cut up baguette bread, and I had like six slices. <laughs> I love some bread, man. Um, and then there was like pies. There was a peanut butter pie, which was delicious somebody brought a variety of chocolate covered pretzels and one of the ones i ate was like an espresso flavor and my gosh it was good but we had a good time it was a lot of fun um everybody talked about their comfort reads so i took hunger games and i wore my pita shirt (laughs) i saw um and then we obviously discussed the book of the month and i was not the only one who didn't like it so somebody actually dnf'd so i felt better about my decision (laughs) i nearly did it's just not my type of book no not really my vibe um so i had book club um i had an impromptu after marathon from the movies on netflix still haven't watched the new one but i watched a clip of how it ends and i cried and um so i had that it just makes watching those movies makes me so sad because the first movie, they did pretty decent on matching the book. Like, actually pretty decent. And then starting with the second movie and on, they just kind of derailed from the books. And there's several plot points missing that are, like, in my opinion, major plot points. So, there's that. Um, and then... Why so... Is, I thought you put Lethal Weapon. I think it's Lethal Company. I meant to type company, and I think it probably auto-corrected me. <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon is a movie. Maybe yeah. I was just thinking of the movie. Okay. Um, so, Hallie and I have talked about on this podcast, we follow these guys on YouTube that plays video games, and neither one of us is video game players. Like, we're no. not gamers. We don't play video games that much, unless it's Mario Kart. Like, Mario Kart or Mario Party. I did recently start playing Hogwarts Legacy, so there is that. Um... But there's these guys. Um, if you watch those types of videos on YouTube, it's Smitty, Puffer, Blarg, which is Matt, um, Pezzy, Cryos, which is John, Pezzy, Droid, uh, 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 uh Retrix, Bastion, Bastion. There's somebody else. Herbo- I'm forgetting. Herbo. Yes. Herboku. All those guys. They have been playing Lethal Company, which apparently has become a very popular game to be playing if you're a YouTuber that plays video games. Yeah. Because now all the videos are popping up on my suggesteds, but I need a way to tell YouTube that I don't want to watch just anybody play it. I want to watch these very specific group of people play it. And they have been hilarious. I've watched every single video that these guys have uploaded on this game they're so funny um so that's been fun i did get to watch finally because they uploaded it on netflix jennifer lawrence's new movie (gasps) no hard feelings they did it's so funny i was laughing so hard it told me that it was a 97 percent match based on what i like to watch and i was like you right because this was (laughs) funny so jennifer lawrence is my favorite actress of all time so i had to watch this movie and it is actually so hilarious um i really enjoyed it It was like a rom-com um but not really like so hardcore on the romance kind of just a comedy like if you know jennifer lawrence well enough to like see her in interviews and stuff this movie was like i'm pretty sure she didn't have to act like this this 
movie was Jennifer Lawrence's like full personality. So she was definitely perfect for this role. Somebody the other day told me that they didn't like her as Katniss, which blows my mind. Um, but they like her better in comedy movies because she's just naturally funny. And I would agree with that. I think she's a phenomenal actress and I think she does amazing in drama movies. She just is amazing. But she really does peak in comedies because she is so naturally funny. Yeah. That it just looks effortless. It doesn't look like she's acting. So. Mm -hmm. And then, last but not least, Hallie and I have been watching through movies that are my favorite movies, movies I grew up with, movies I've watched a million times. Um, We're working through a list of those currently. Um, So we've watched She's the Man. God, that was hilarious. 13 Going on 30, which is one of my all-time favorites, and Camp Rock, and we're going to watch Camp Rock 2 tonight. Hallie's never seen any of these movies, so I'm educating her. <laughs> um, was it She's the Man that you looked over at me and said, you've watched this movie too many times? Yes. Because I can quote like the entire movie. If you played soccer at all, you probably have seen this movie. Like It's a well-known, loved movie by people who are soccer players. Um, Amanda Bynes is just so freaking funny. And what was cra- what was funny, what killed me with Carmen was that there was a scene that happened in the movie that got me just dying laughing. It's like, the scene where Channing Tatum walks into the bathroom and she was about to take a shower and he snaps the one guy in the back of the head with a towel. But yeah, I laughed so hard and Carmen looked over and she says, I have never seen you laugh this hard in your life. I've never seen you laugh that hard at something. And I was proud that it was a movie I've suggested. <laughs> um, I got very distracted by that screensaver. That car was not in a lane. Oh. It made a lane. Hello, sir. Okay. Um, anyways. But, uh, yeah, we're working through those. We've still got quite a bit to go. Um, but we're working through them slowly. One a night. So, my catch-up's pretty short. Um, I am, as of today, when we're recording this, I'm officially done with the fall semester. I took my last final Monday, and life's... I feel like I can can finally breathe. Um, I didn't put this on the catch-up because I had forgot about it. Um, I also have packed all my clothes... For our vacation coming up next week. And I am so ready. And I'm in need of vacation. We're going to Universal for two days. And then we are going to Disney for the rest of it. Very excited. I, I, I'm I, so excited. My whole family is getting wands. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and I will be getting my fifth wand. So it'll be... <laughs> It'll be exciting. And we took in, me, Mom, and Carly took a trip to Knoxville to get some last-minute things. Uh, We went into Target, and we went into the mall because I was going to, Carly wanted to let me build a -A Build-A-Bear for when I have surgery. So this happened because last year I built Carly, I built Carly a possum build-a-bear I believe that's been a year i know wow it has wow okay and <laughs> that's blowing my mind 
And so I got her a possum Build-A-Bear named Betty Lou. <laughs> if you, um, I'm not going to explain that whole story of where that joke comes from. But anyways, so she wanted me to build one. And so I got an, I got a pink axolotl Build-A-Bear. <laughs> what is an axolotl? It's like a, I like to call it the Mexican lizard <laughs> because... It's an amphibian, technically. You gotta, you gotta Google it. How do you spell that? A-X-O-L-O-T-L. The reason I know this is because... Oh, okay. Those are cute. It's because of Gravity Falls. That's how I know how to spell it. Anyways. <coughs> but yeah. We were gonna go in and build one, but the mall was crazy, and so Carly just ordered it online. <laughs> just to make it easier. And, of course, I couldn't not go to knoxville i couldn't go to knoxville and not go to barnes and noble <laughs> so i went i i was like a woman on a mission i went in there for th- i went in there for three books i got the first three books in the kings of sin series by anna huang so Alyssa really likes those those are my yeah she's been telling yeah she's been telling me to get them and i it's I've, on my kindle right now because i have kindle unlimited and they're on there now i've and I'm really excited because no. I just finished Twisted Lies today, so I'm really excited to dive in those at some point. Maybe they're not on Kindle Unlimited. I think they're on my Spotify. Spotify has finally fixed their crap. So when Spotify started coming out with audiobooks, I was infuriated because, like, I pay for Spotify Premium. Why are, am I having to pay for the audiobooks? Like, it felt like there should be audiobooks that you wouldn't have to pay for. Um, and they finally have fixed that. So there are audiobooks now that you get with Spotify Premium. And the first book of that series is on there. <clears throat> Along with like a bunch of the books that are on my shelf that I, the books that have been in my Audible wish list, I was able to clear out half of those because they're on Spotify with Premium. That's good. So that was awesome to me. Um, so I'm excited about that. So, hello everyone, and welcome back to Family Fiction with Hallie and Carmen. And today's discussion, discussion, (laughs) hello, is cozy reads for the holidays. But before we get into that, Carmen, what are you currently reading? Well, as per the usual, I have two going on. Um, I have audiobook and a physical book. Um, I'm currently about halfway through... My reread of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling, so wrapping up that series this week. And then my physical read is actually a beta read that I'm doing for a friend right now. Um, I've been reading it for a hot minute, but I finished uh, Lockwood and Company, The Hollow Boy. I finished it, so um, I decided just to go ahead and dedicate this week uh, with a physical book just to her beta read and getting that done, Um, because she wants it by... The first week of January, which I could still have done in time. I just kind of figured, why make her sweat? Just kind of go ahead and get it done. Um, But it's really, really good so far. I'm about halfway through it, and it's amazing. So can't wait for that to come out and for us to promote it and for us to have her on the podcast. So that'll be fun. Um, So, yeah, reading through that. But my next book's going to be the book club book. But better read right now. So mine, I'm sure Carmen's very excited about my currently reading. I'm very excited. I read, when I was looking through the notes before you came down here, I went, oh, yay. (laughs) So, well, 
technically, this is a reread, but I read this years ago. So am I currently reading? I'm not started it yet because I finished, like I said, I finished Twisted Lies today, so I'm going to start it tonight. I am rereading The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. I, listen, ever since we went and watched The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I have been in such a Hunger Games mood. Welcome to my entire life. (laughs) Like, the edits are on my For You page now. I have tons of Finnick edits saved. Like so many. I am yes. officially back in my Finnick phase. So I did you see that thing I sent you on TikTok? Huh? It said for every Finnick girl, there's, there's a, a Peta girl. And yes. I was like, oh my god, that's me and Hallie. <laughs> Literally. Um But yeah, so I'm really excited to dive back into this world. Anyways. I bid thee farewell. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, we'll get on into today's discussion then. Um, so like Kelly said, these are our cozy reads for the holidays. So these aren't specifically like holiday themed books, although I've got one in there that's a holiday themed book. Um, but these are just books that we would, we think are cozy reads, things you can curl up to on the couch with the Christmas tree lit, maybe a ASMR type video playing on the TV on YouTube with a fireplace or something. Just books that are very cozy, um, you can curl up with while it's cold outside and just feel snuggly with these books and characters. Um, So the first one I have is Snow Falling by Jane Gloriana Villanueva. And yes, you're hearing that right. If you are a fan of Jane the Virgin, then you will know that she wrote a book in the show and it was actually printed and published and um like it even says on the book by jane gloriana Villanueva, and it has the cover that is shown in the show and everything and it is the book that she wrote in the show and it is amazing um i think the people who, i guess the people who wrote the show wrote the book which i think is incredible because i think that's the only show to ever do that mm-hmm. and i wish more shows would do that um but i am very excited to recommend this. Um, so, Snowfalling is a sweeping historical romance set in 1902 Miami, a time of railroad tycoons, hotel booms, and exciting expansion for the magic city. Working at the lavish Regal Soul Hotel and newly engaged to Pinkerton detective Morton Cadden, Josephine Galena Val- Valencia, sorry, excuse me, has big dreams for her future. Then a figure from her past reemerges to change her life. The hotel's dapper owner, railroad tycoon, Rank Silvino. Love him. The captivating robber baron sets her heart aflame once more, leading to a champagne-fueled night together. But when their indiscretion results in an unexpected complication, Josephine struggles to decide whether her heart truly belongs with heroic Martin or dashing rake. Meanwhile, in an effort to capture an elusive crime lord terrorizing the city, Detective Cadden scours the back alleys of the magic city, tracking the nefarious villain to the regal soul and discovering a surprising connection to the Solvino family. However, just when it looks like Josephine's true heart's desire is clear, danger strikes. Will her dreams for the future dissolve like so much falling snow? Or might Josephine finally get the happily ever after she's been dreaming of for so long? So, again, it is 
like the main storyline is loosely Jane the Virgin, which is lovely. Um, but like I said, I wish more shows would do this because like if you're a Gilmore Girls fan too, then you know like I would love to have Rory's book. So they kind of pulled a um, kind of pulled a Jane the Virgin situation at the end of the last episode in a year in the life of Gilmore Girls. Rory's mm-hmm. writing a book and it's called Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And I need them to actually make it into a book because <laughs> I've watched the show a million times, but I'd like to read it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're a fan of Jane the Virgin, obviously you probably know about this book. You've heard of this book or you're just now hearing about it and have immediately added it to your Amazon cart. Um, as soon as I found out, I added it so quickly. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of the show, definitely pick this one up. This is my one book that I would say is holiday themed. I don't think it necessarily takes place during a holiday, but it's a very like, it's called snow falling. I just, I just feel like that's a December read in and of itself. Um, but yeah, that is my first pick. Hallie? So my first pick is a series that I am very nostalgic of. We love it. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. So to sum it up as good as I can, The Lightning Thief is about a young boy named Percy Jackson who is just about to be kicked out of yet another boarding school. Suddenly, monsters from his Greek mythology textbooks start to attack him, and that is when he learns that the gods of Greek mythology are real. He also learns that he is a demigod, a child of a mortal and a god or goddess. He is whisked away to a camp called Camp Half-Blood, where children like him reside, and he has to learn how to fight if he wants to be able to survive in this world where, Greek, where monsters try to kill him at every turn. When Zeus's lightning bolt is stolen, Percy becomes the prime suspect and is sent on a quest to find it before it is too late. Now, it's no surprise. I've said this before on the podcast. I love Percy Jackson. I've loved it ever since I was little. And I just think it's such an easy read, especially like during the holidays when it can be kind of crazy. Just a quick and easy read. Very fun. Very lighthearted it's just i can't really explain it like i love i love this series and i'm ready for the adaptation coming out in just a few weeks i know that does actually look really good it's a two episode premiere and i've only read the books like once all the way through but enough so to know that the movie did not match and that the show trailer looks like it's gonna match like really well so i'm excited yeah look good uh lin-manuel miranda's in it (laughs) i saw that the trailer and he's like, Hermes. of course he's in it he's in everything <laughs> i said and i said oh he's playing hermes that makes so much sense lin-manuel miranda is in everything yes but yeah i just think percy lightning thief is a very percy jackson series in general is a very light-hearted very easy very sammy agrees <laughs> it's a very easy read to curl up with my next read of is course it is. the one and only pride and prejudice by jane austen this was such a quick add for me to this list because i've read this book so many times and i love the movie i still need to watch the show but i don't know where to watch it on i think i can watch it on amazon prime i don't know i need to watch the show but i love this book and i think this is a 
perfect example of a book to cozy up with because it is like it's a classic like you can't you can't think of the holidays and not think of a Jane Austen novel like come on um so Pride and Prejudice follows the turbulent relationship between Elizabeth Bennet the daughter of a country gentleman and Fitzwilliam Darcy a rich aristocratic landowner they must overcome their titular sins of pride and prejudice in order to fall in love and marry beautiful it's just such a funny novel and like it's it's the ultimate enemies to lovers i mean i just can't get behind this book more basically it's taking place during the time period where the woman's sole desire should be to find a husband and vice versa for a man to find a wife but you have this character, Elizabeth, who at the time, like for the time period, is very headstrong and very independent, and that just wasn't thought of. So this was like such a revolutionary novel back in that time, and I just think it's a great book to curl up with. Um, like I said, Ultimate enemy, Enemies to Lovers, and I sometimes struggle with classics just because the phrasing can be a little hard to grasp, but Jane Austen books I never fail with, um, and so if you're like want to read classics but you can't really you don't really like to deal with like the Shakespearean language of it all Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice is a great read good so my next one is The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes if you've been listening to us recently we just did three episodes dedicated to reviewing these books and it has been very clearly said that we are fans of this series and fans of this author so Avery Grahams is just trying to graduate high school when all of a sudden she is called into the principal's office where she meets Grayson Hawthorne, who is related to Tobias Hawthorne, a billionaire who just recently died. She finds out she is in his will, but she has never met him before. She is surprised at the reading of the will when she finds out she has inherited everything from him. With the help of Grayson and Jameson Hawthorne, she is pulled into a world of mysteries and puzzles to figure out why she, a stranger, inherited billions of dollars. It's crazy time. Um, this is such a good series, and I think a really easy one to curl up with because I think you could probably get these busted out in a day if you get really hooked into it. The chapters are really short. Yeah, each book, not all three books in one day. Yeah, not all three, not all three books in Each one day. day. You could get, you could read one a day yeah. <laughs> and be good. Well, and I think that's true. Like any mystery is going to be good to curl up with the holidays. Like just something to get sucked into that. Oh yeah. Feels cozy. And, and solving puzzles and having your brain hurt. But yeah, I think this is such a good series. I recommend it to almost everyone. I am actually very excited because for a long time I have been convincing my mother to read these books and she is and she's actually taking them with her to Nashville when I have to go up there for my dreaded surgery. <laughs> um but yeah. Go read The Inheritance Game. I think it's a good mystery to start out with. Like if you're not a mystery reader but you want to get into it, I think The Inheritance Game is a good place to start. Well, because I will say like I was always really just hooked on fantasy and dystopian and not really a lot of romance at the time. And I read The Inheritance Games. And I have picked up so many more mystery novels because of it. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. To be fair. Um, Next one. Okay. I love this one. 
my next one is another probably obvious recommendation from Carmen. Um, so this is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Um, I'll never not recommend Harry Potter if I if I can recommend Harry Potter for any podcast episode we do, I'm going to recommend it, people. Just get behind it. Um, Harry Potter has never even heard of Hogwarts when the letters start dropping on the doormat at number four, Privet Drive. Addressed in green ink on yellowish parchment with a purple seal, they are swiftly confiscated by his grisly aunt and uncle. Then, on Harry's 11th birthday, a great beetle-eyed giant of a man called Rubius Hagrid bursts in with some astonishing news. Harry Potter is a wizard, and he has a place at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. An incredible adventure is about to begin. <sighs> it's timeless, Listen, timeless, timeless. If you have not read Harry Potter, crawl out from the rock that you're under <laughs> and read it. So, the girl who hosts one of our book clubs, she just recently read all of them, which still blows my mind that there are people that still haven't read Harry Potter, but... I've loved getting to talk to her about it, and she's loved reading these books, and she even told me, like, she can't believe it's taken her this long to read them. Like, if you haven't read them, just read them. <laughs> they're so good, and they're literally, like, even if you don't read, but you like the movies, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you don't read, but <laughs> even if you don't read, but you like the movies, you need to read these books, because I think they're such an easy read. Even if you don't read, these are a great read. Like, you're gonna fly through them. Um, and obviously this is such a comforting book. This is a very nostalgic book. Um, easy to curl up with. It does, I mean, at one point in the book, they are happening during Christmas. So I guess you could really just kind of call it a holiday book, but yep, such a good start to the series. I think you'll really love it. Um, perfect book to cozy up with. And then after you read the book, watch the movie and you can cozy up with that as well. Next. All right. So my next one is a trilogy. So, Furyborn by Claire Legrand. I've gushed about this trilogy on the podcast before, if you've been listening for a while. Um, when assassins ambush her best friend, Riel Dardenne risks everything to save him, exposing herself as one of a pair of prophesized queens, a queen of light and one of blood. To prove she is the Sun Queen, Riel must endure seven elemental magic trials, if she fails, she will be executed as the Blood Queen, unless the trials kill the Queen first. 1,000 years later, The Legend of Queen Riel is a fairy tale to Eliana Farakora, A bounty hunter for the Undying Empire, Eliana believes herself untouchable until her mother vanishes. To find her, Eliana joins a rebel captain and discovers that the evil at the Empire's heart is more terrible than she ever imagined. As Riel and Eliana fight in a cosmic war that spans millennia, their stories intersect and the shocking connections between them ultimately determine the fate of their world and of each other. This, I would say, this trilogy has definitely bumped up into one of my top five fantasy series that I've read in my lifetime. Um, I think it is a super underrated trilogy, I think. It is, it's definitely one of the best, I'd say it's probably one of the best series I've read this year, if that's too bold to say. Um, I read the first book so quickly, like, I think I read it in like two days, and honestly, if I was curled up on a couch with a blanket and some light music in the background, I probably could have busted this book out in a day. 
Like, the world building is so intriguing. The characters are dynamic. It's just, it's a great trilogy. I think it's a great, like, it's good, like, all the way through. Like, the first book is really good. King's Bane is even better. And then Lightbringer takes the first two books that were amazing and just turns it up to 11. Like, it's, it's amazing. So, I would definitely recommend this series to any fantasy reader. And if you need something to read on the holidays, these books are for you. So, your next pick, Carmen. Okay, okay. I'm just pulling out all the popular shops today. My next book is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. <laughs> so, I have said on this podcast before that the first one I hated, and I still stand by that. I thought it was cheesy and corny and predictable. But I told you to stick through it. And I almost didn't read the rest of the series, but I stuck with it, and the series pulled through in the end. But, um... I still would recommend this for a good cozy read because I think it's such an easy read. It's a quick read. It's not too much fantasy, I would say. It's more romance. Well, I mean, it is still fantasy, but it's not like, it's not it, fantasy it, that's going to take you forever to comprehend. It's fantasy with romance, but the romance is a little more emphasized. Well, I just mean like, it's not like, like Crescent City is a lot of world building. This one doesn't really have that much world building to it. And when it, and when, even if it does get complicated, it still somewhat makes sense. Yeah. But it's an easy one to grasp onto. If you're looking to get into Sarah J. Moss, start with get into fantasy, um, A Court of Thorns and Roses is a good start. Yeah. Um, when 19-year-old Huntress Feyre kills a wolf in the woods, a terrifying creature arrives to demand retribution. Dragged to a treacherous, magical land she knows only about, about only from legends, Feyre discovers that her captor is not truly a beast, but one of the lethal immortal fairies who once ruled her world. At least, he's not a beast all the time. As she adapts to her new home, her feelings for the fairy Tamlin transform <laughs> from icy hostility into a fiery passion that burns through every lie she's been told about the beautiful, dangerous world of the Fae. But something is not right in the fairy lands. An ancient, wicked shadow is growing, and Feyre must find a way to stop it. Or doom Tamlin and his world forever. Like I said, good starter fantasy. If you've not read Sarah J. Moss, this is a good series to start with. Um, Throne of Glass is also a pretty good starter. I just wouldn't start with Crescent City. <laughs> Crescent City is I would very say, heavy on the world I would building. say out of all three of them, you could either... Some people, I started with Throne of Glass first, of course. I started with this one. Yeah. But I would say, and then I read A Court of Thorns and Roses a second. I would say out of, between which one you should start with, I think it'd be a bit easier to start with The Court of Thorns and Roses. I think it does a good job of introducing you to the world she sets up. And the way, and Sarah's writing. Yes. Yes. Because I think this is, was this, did she come out of this before Throne of Glass? I think Throne of Glass, I think, not the series in general, Throne of Glass, the first book, come out, and then, I don't know if she did A Court of Thorns and Roses and then Crown of Midnight, or she did Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, and then A Court of Thorns and Roses. I think yeah. I'm going to go with the latter. I have no idea. Who knows? We'll need to Google Anyways, it. still a great starter series for Sarah if you're looking for something like, just kind of like a 
a romance fantasy to cozy up on the couch with like, basic fantasy some, yeah basic fantasy not too much world building um and a good way to get you into the fantasy genre then this is definitely the one for you yep so my next one is the witch haven by sasha peyton smith it is a part of a duology so this book takes place in 1911 new york with francis hallowell who spends her days as a seamstress but while also mourning the mysterious death of her brother when she is attacked by a man who winds up dead at her feet with scissors in his neck and she has and she has no idea how they got there just before she is deemed a murderer Two nurses storm in and claim that she is deathly ill and they take her away to Haven Sanitarium. Little does she know that this sanitarium is not for the sick. It is actually an academy for witches. She finds the sisterhood she has always wanted and meets a charming man who appears in her dreams to teach her about magic. Her newfound powers have attracted an ancient order's attention who want, to con- who want control of Manhattan. She has to choose between learning about her brother's death or saving the city that's the there's more to that but that's the basic plot of book one um i i don't know how exactly i stumbled upon this book i think i just picked it up because the cover was pretty and it sounded interesting and i wound up loving it and i would definitely i would think it's a good read for like the holidays and christmas time just because it's a quick one but I think it also kind of works as a Halloween novel, if that's too late to say, considering it is December. Um, but yeah, I read it in, I think I read it in a day and a half. So easily could be done in a day. I just, I think it's a really, it's a really easy story. Like it's not convoluted at all. It's your pretty basic um, witch story. <laughs> if that's easy to say all right uh your last one yes so my next recommendation which is my last recommendation on this list is outlander by diana gabaldon 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 i've never figured out how to say her last name um i don't know if somebody just turned up the driveway or if i'm seeing things it's probably dad waiting to see yep okay (laughs) i I saw like headlights but then i thought it might be the christmas lights in the window so i was trying to move my head to see if that's what i saw anyways um the year is 1945 claire randall a former combat nurse is just back from the war and reunited with her husband on a second honeymoon when she walks through a standing stone in one of the ancient circles that dot the british isles Suddenly, she is a Sassanach, an outlander, in a Scotland torn by war and raiding border clans in the year of our Lord, 1743. Hurled back in time by forces she cannot understand, Claire is catapulted into the intrigues of lairds and spies that may threaten her life and shatter her heart. For here, James Fraser, a gallant young Scots warrior, shows her a love so absolute that Claire becomes a woman torn between fidelity and desire, and between two vastly different men and two irreconcilable lives. Lives will be changed <laughs> upon reading this book. So, here's the thing. 
<laughs> um, I loved this book. Still have yet to finish the series because the second book hit a snafu, boring point, boring point, and I never got past it. So that's where we're at in life. I've also only watched the first season of the show. But if you can get past the second book, go for it. But still, even so, I've kept this book and I would reread it because it's so, so good. I remember reading this book and I literally could not put it down. It is the size of a Game of Thrones novel and I read it in like two days. Because <laughs> it was amazing. I could not put it down. Um... It is definitely a cozy read because you're like, it's historical fiction, but there's romance and there's action and there's war and <laughs> and there's war and there's pining <laughs> and you're just like, Jamie Fraser, <laughs> Wow. So, you know, there's all that. Um, also, this was at the time when I read this was right before I was about to go on that Scotland trip. Oh, yeah. So I was really big into, like, the fact that it was based in Scotland and, like, it just feels like an adventure. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, so, yeah, definitely a great cozy read. Again, historical fiction, romance, action, adventure. Great cozy read. I definitely have considered rereading it soon. So that's my last pick. Okay, and my last pick is a kid series that I read when I was younger, but I still love it to this day, and that is Serafina and the Black Cloak by Robert Beatty. This is probably one of my favorite series I've read of all time. I went to two of the book signings. It was it was a great old time. Um, Serafina has never had a reason to disobey her paw and venture beyond the grounds of Biltmore Estate. There's plenty to explore in Mr. and Mrs. Vanderbilt's vast and opulent home, but she must take care to never be seen. None of the rich folk upstairs know that Serafina exists. She and her pa have lived in the basement for as long as Serafina can remember. She has learned to prowl through the darkened corridors at night to sneak and hide, using the mansion's hidden doors and secret passageways. But when children at the estate start disappearing, only Serafina knows the clues to follow. A mysterious man in a black cloak stalks Biltmore's corridors at night. Following her own harrowing escape, Serafina risks everything by joining forces with Brayden Vanderbilt, the young nephew of Biltmore's owners. Brayden and Serafina must uncover the man in the black cloak's true identity before all of the children vanish one by one. Serafina's hunt leads her into the very forest that she has been taught to fear, where she discovers a forgotten legacy of magic. In order to save the children of Biltmore, Serafina must not only face her darkest enemy, but delve into the strange mystery of her own identity. So, this is technically, this is based at a real place, Biltmore Estate. I have been there. It is gorgeous. If you have not went, please go. Especially at Christmas time. We went at Christmas time. It was beautiful. And at the, what's great though is that year when we went to Biltmore, we had went to a bookstore like a couple hours earlier and I had actually bought this book and I started reading it like that day and I was hooked from the get-go. I read it in a day. I loved it. It's, it's historical fiction because obviously besides Serafina these are real people. <laughs> um, 
it's based at a real place the magic is really interesting the whole thing with the forest is really cool um and it's just a good little series to curl up with there's four books and he actually has another duology that is actually based in the smoky mountains which is my back door so um yeah it's been i reckon i would recommend it it's such a quick it's it's a kid's book but it almost reads like it's a ya novel in some ways so it's really interesting i really wish he would write more i feel about most authors like just write you write good books it's kind of like like netflix comes out with really good shows we all watch them and get hooked on them and then they cancel them <laughs> i know <sighs> dear heavens okay um so that is all the books that we had on our cozy reads for the holidays um like hallie said she's gonna be gone next week to mm-hmm. universal studios and disney um, she's supposed to bring me back a wand and anything cool the Hufflepuff that she finds. Yep. Um, still sticking with either want the Hufflepuff cup wand, not the badger. I want the cup wand. If they don't have that, then I want the elder wand. Okay. Because that's, that's the only one left on my list really that I like want is the elder wand. Because got, I've got all the other wands that I like really wanted and loved. I might get Harry's sometime. I got you Hermione's wand from the yeah. Noble Collection. I've got Hermione. I have... Oh, Sirius. I, I kind of want Snape's. Oh, well, I should get Draco's. We're spiraling. Um, I have Hermione's, Sirius Black's, Professor Slughorn, and mine. And I think that's it. Yeah, I have... I think. I have two original wands. I have Sirius Black's wand from the Noble Collection that you got me. And then I have Bellatrix Lestrange's wand. Oh, I do like Bellatrix because it's bent. Yeah, it's one from Wal- it's one from Walmart. So, um, okay. yeah, it's been good. I like it. I think it, it's really it's really weird to hold though because mm-hmm. it's bent, but it's so cool. I want a bunch of them because I want to get one of those things that hangs on your wall where you can display them. Because I kind of want to get Voldemort's bone wand too. <gasps> that would be cool. And Draco's is just black, and I think it looks cool. Draco's and, is very like plain, and I it's love very it. Draco. <laughs> and it's very clean. I want Harry's at some point. Uh, the Elder Wand. And you said Snape. Snape's. Snape's wand is really pretty. I mm-hmm. love Snape's wand. Somebody else's has a really cool one. Queenie's has a shell on the Luna, end of it, which is Luna. Interesting. I don't think it's Luna's. Somebody else had a really interesting one. I think it might be McGonagall's that I'm thinking of. Anyways, um, so yeah, since she's going to be gone, I'm going to be doing a solo episode next week, and we're going to be discussing nonfiction books for fiction readers. So these are all my nonfiction recommendations for those who don't like nonfiction. I don't read nonfiction, so <laughs> it's a great time to do this episode. Yes. Um, I'm not like a huge nonfiction reader. I have to be really into the plot or the person to want to read it, so... These are going to be all the recommendations I would give for anybody that also kind of feels that way. Um, so we'll talk about it more next week. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. But yes, tune in next week for my nonfiction recommendations for people who don't like nonfiction. So yeah. Um, be sure to follow us on our social medias. Um, both our personal and the show socials will be linked down below. 
Um, and, you know, be sure to write and subscribe and all that jazz. And let us know what books you are reading this holiday season. Um, and if you have any more recommendations you would like to add to our list, let us know. Um, but yeah, with all that said, we will, well, we won't. I will see you guys in next week's episode. So, um, everybody, wish Hallie a happy trip to Universal Studios without me. And say hello to Hogwarts for me. I will. I'll send you tons. She's an old friend. <laughs> I'll send you ton- I'll send you tons of pictures. She's an old friend. Um, are you guys going to watch the fireworks show? Uh, the castle show that we I saw? don't know. Um, it really depends on like Carly d- Here's the thing with Carly. Carly does not do well with crowds. And especially with fireworks shows. This coming from the person who like loves Disney. Disney's more crowded than Universal Studios. She hates crowds and Especially crowds around fireworks shows. So I don't know. I may try to convince them to stay. It's not that crowded. You can stand towards the back. Yeah. It's not that bad. So I'll try and convince them. But we are... Crap. What was I fixing to say? I lost my train of thought. Anyways. um, Yeah. I really want to watch the fireworks show. Well, have fun with that. We will. I'll be here working. Um, well, all right. <laughs> We will see you guys in the next episode. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.